what is going on and we are back with the 11th episode of nf sports talk and this episode we're gonna be diving right into some more nfl free agency news as there's been a lot of things going on in the last few days and the biggest thing really is cam newton being released by the carolina panthers that's a huge topic later we're going to go into the cowboys continue to beef up that defense and getting good on the defensive line as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continuing to improve all around and, and re-signing Ndamukong Sue. So just to get into it, like I mentioned, Cam Newton being released by the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, that's that's a huge move um, for them. And it, it was a bigger move for them when they decided to, you know, take on Teddy Bridgewater instead of Cam Newton at their quarterback position. Um, but when you think of Cam Newton, you really think of the Carolina Panthers and uh you know he's been there his entire career and he's really gotten like i was thinking about it today he's really gotten a lot of criticism over the years for not putting up you know numbers that he should be this and that but you know he hasn't really had that many weapons around him in his entire career as, as an nfl starter and you know just recently has he got an elite weapon in christian mccaffrey but his other elite weapon greg olson has gotten one of the oldest tight ends in the league still so he's really lost his value so at the same time you, you don't really have much around cam newton to even contend on a championship and i'm just going to dive into um, cam newton's stats as as a quarterback for the carolina panthers over his career there in carolina so his first year he played all 16 games had 4,000 yards over 4,000 yards um 21 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Not the greatest uh, in terms of that efficiency and touchdown to interception ratio, but the yards were definitely there. Next year, he had roughly 4,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Um, but after that, you know, he really excelled. Um, not as many yards, but a 24 to 13 in touchdown interception ratio. And, and just going, looking at his year in 2000. Um, 15, I believe that was his MVP year. He had close to 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, and just 10 interceptions, as well as 630 yards rushing on the ground. Keep in mind, all these years, he's been an extremely good rusher. His first year, 700 rushing yards. His second year, 750 rushing yards. So even in 2017, he had 750 rushing yards. Um, one of the most electrifying quarterbacks of our generation and maybe one of the most electrifying quarterbacks of all time. He was able to throw it deep. He was able to, you know, break tackles, run for big yards and big gain and big gains and, you know, make plays for for the for the Carolina Panthers entire career. Um, you know, that Carolina Panthers team, they went fifteen and one in, in two thousand fifteen. And, you know, other than other than Cam Newton, you couldn't really name you know, you can name a quarterback on that or a, a star player on that offense other than and Cam Newton. You know, you think about it, you had Greg Olson. Yeah, he's always been there. But other than that, he really did, you know, he won 15 games with a team that was below average on the offensive side of the ball. His running back was Jonathan Stewart. You know, many of you might not even know who that is now. His receivers were Devin Funches, Ted Ginn. You know, they're, none of those guys are number one receivers. Um, 
I guess the best offensive weapon he had was his offensive line. It was pretty elite. Ryan Khalil, Andrew Norwell, uh, Mike Remmers, Trey Turner, Bear Williams. Those guys are all elite linemen. Um, but like, like I said, other than that, it was kind of the defense that carried them to that championship. Uh, well, not carried them, but um, obviously Cam carried them. But that defense was, was pretty good. And, and Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, uh, Shaq Thompson, Kurt Coleman, Trey Boston. Um, you know, you got a bunch of other players there. Josh Norman was there. Uh, pretty elite team uh, defensively. But uh, on on the offensive side of the ball, it was just Cam Newton. And you, and you look at their record, you know, they went 15-1. and one. And his stats are, are ridiculous that year. You know, he, he incorporated everyone to the offense, had 4,000 passing yards, 650 rushing yards um, to go along with an amazing 10 TDs on the ground and 35 touchdowns in the air, which is just ridiculous, you know. And, and this is not just one year that he had not a lack of weapons. You know, he, he hasn't had many weapons his entire career, the best weapon he's had is probably uh, Steve Smith Sr. And, you know, that was his rookie years. So um, looking at Cam Newton now, you know, he, he, he couldn't win a Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers. But once again, he wasn't given that many opportunities. I get he's been injured in the past, this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, he's only missed, you know, he's played 14 or more games in, in seven of his uh, eight years in the in league, so, and and just recently it was last year when he suffered his foot injury, and that sidelined him for the majority of the year. So you know Cam Newton, thirty years old now, coming into free agency, looking for another team. You got to think whatever team he goes to now, um, he's gonna have better weapons on that team than, than what he had on, on Carolina his entire career. You know, there's you look at the teams now that could maybe use him. The Chargers come to mind. They have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. You know, that, that's a pretty good offense. Um, even the Bengals, you know, the A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Tyler Eifert. Um, once again, another very good offense, uh, and that would be better than what Cam's had. Um, I don't know many teams that are looking for Cam Newton. Maybe, the you know, Miami Dolphins could even be in the, in the – look for him and you got to think of all the picks they have you know if they get cam newton they can draft a supreme wide receiver with a top pick in the draft and he'll instantly get a boost in offense so you know if i'm cam newton you know i'm i'm looking forward to a new opportunity with another team because realistically it's going to be better for for him personally and maybe as the better for that team whoever gets him right so the Chargers could be a good fit for Cam. Um, I heard, you know, the Redskins, you know, Ron Rivera going after Cam Newton, longtime coach and quarterback duo. I don't know if that's something you want to do when you just drafted Dwayne Haskins. You know, Dwayne Haskins, a very young quarterback, probably needs the most experiences he can get, not sitting behind someone. But, you know, Cam Newton, there's rumors that the P Patriots could be interested. You know, if something happens, um, Bel Bill Belichick has spoken really highly of Cam Newton in the past, and uh, so has Josh McDaniels. So, 
you know, you could see Cam Newton possibly on the right price, of course. You know, like Cam Newton's probably going to be looking for a, a payday or, or maybe not, you know, depending on where he sits in his career. Maybe he just wants to go out there and win and try to compete for another Super Bowl title. Uh, I, I personally think Cam Newton is one of the better quarterbacks in the in the league um, when he's healthy. You know, he can do everything. He's big. He's strong. He can throw the ball a mile. He can run. And, you know, he's just a good leader. Like, you, you really look at Cam Newton, and he's always able to motivate guys. He's a good person, always smiling, always happy. So, you know, he... Anyone, anyone who gets him is going to be lucky to have him. And uh, he's just a great quarterback. Like, like I said, he's one of the most electrifying quarterbacks of our generation. He's iconic. His, his Superman touchdown celebration is iconic. You know, um, he just never, you've never really seen someone this athletic at that size playing the quarterback position and being that good at it. You know, some people say that he's, he's an average quarterback who had one good year in 2015. But I couldn't disagree more. You know, he's posted 3,000 or more passing yards every single year of his career, except last year. Like I said, he was injured for the majority of the year. And even last year, you know, he was in two games, he had five, 600 yards almost. And, you know, uh, negative two yards rushing, I'm guessing that's from a sack. Maybe even hurt his leg, hurt his foot on that play. But, um, for his career, he has almost 30,000 passing yards, 180 touchdowns, uh, and almost, like this is ridiculous, almost 5,000 rushing yards for a guy who, you know, he's not even, his first thing to do is throw. Uh, he, he rushes second. Um, but I, uh, it'd be just so interesting to see if Cam Newton can get some weapons and see if they can rejuvenate his career. Um, it's his 10th year in the league coming into this year, I believe. Um, so, it would just be interesting to see if he can get some weapons around him and, 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 you know, put up big numbers again because, like I said, like I've been just saying, you know, he doesn't have many weapons at all. And, and I'm sure he's going to be looking to go to a team that has weapons, has the right coaching staff, has the right pieces in place for him at, at, at that certain time. And... Um, I truly believe he could lead the team to uh, to whatever team he goes to. He could lead them, and I'm sure now more than ever, he's got a chip on his shoulder to to prove the Carolina Panthers wrong in 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 you know getting Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I don't know what the Carolina Panthers are, are really doing to be honest. Um, you spend 60 million on a on a quarterback who I I don't think is even better than Cam Newton to begin with, and you don't get him a weapon. You could spend $60 million on a weapon for Cam Newton, and a very good one at that, and keep your guy that you've had there for your entire, you know, his entire career. That's his home. you got to think at best, Teddy Bridgewater takes at least a year to get settled in to his new home in Carolina. Um, at, at right now, they have Robbie Anderson as the only weapon on that team other than McCaffrey. And they lost Luke Keekley. You know, they're losing their best corner, James Bradbury. They released Eric Reed. They just have nothing going for them right now. And I don't even know if you know, they may be going for the number one pick next year. You know, that's how, that's how bad that team is. And in that 
in that division, um, I believe they have the the Saints, the Bucks, and the Falcons, which you know all those teams are better than them. So unless they do something miraculous at the draft, I don't see them making the playoffs. I don't see them winning many games, and I don't see them, you know, getting Teddy Bridgewater at a at a good price or, or deal for them as as a team they're at right now because Cam Newton should have been their guy. He could be any anyone's guy now. And yeah, it's just odd what's going on there in in Carolina. They traded away Kyle Allen, who was a stud last year for, you know, a while. And uh they traded him away him for next to nothing. So I don't know what they're doing. Uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks on the market right now. Andy Dalton, Cam Newton. Uh, the draft's coming up. There's some a lot, a lot of good quarterbacks in the draft. I just don't know. Like, there's a lot of quarterbacks, and there's a lot of teams that don't really need quarterbacks. So, <laughs> do you save a premium draft pick and, and sign a quarterback like Andy Dalton or Cam Newton, or do you, you know, draft someone and and save your money for someone else? So. You know, that, that's my thoughts on Cam Newton. I, I think he's still got it. But what do I know? You know, I'm just sitting here talking about it. But I personally think Cam Newton's still got it. Um, he can run through your face. He can juke you. He can throw it down your throat. Um, he can lead a team. And, and he can do He can just make any play. Like, I see uh, he's a more athletic version of Patrick Mahomes, but a less a less talented quarterback throwing the ball wise of Patrick Mahomes. I think it's kind of got the same mentality. He's got the same, you know, athleticism in, in the way he can run and throw at the same time, throw on the run. His size is just, like, that's the biggest thing to me. His size is just huge, and I, I hope to see him succeed wherever he goes. Um, I'd love to see him as a Patriot, personally, uh, at the right price. You know he's thirty years old. I, I still feel like he's got a, at least a few more years left in him, um, and those years could be high quality. It just depends on how well he chooses that to to use those years, and if he can come in and find a new home and, and pr- productively produce for them and uh, lead them to a to a championship. Hopefully, so I don't know. You look at the teams in the league right now. Um, like I said, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, New England Patriots, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, I, I don't know many other teams that that might be needing a quarterback to his his caliber right now. Um, yeah, like I just all the teams really have deep. There, you know, there's been a lot of quarterbacks drafted in the last few years in the first round, second round. And that's been a constant in the last few years, and and they're all on teams, and you know they all got to prove themselves, and they're all young. Like you think of the the NFC East, you got Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Has, um, Dwayne Haskins, all very young, pretty good at that. Um, maybe like Cam Newton's too old enough to back up someone, I believe. So he's really going to look to start. I wonder if he even maybe sits a year, if he can't find a spot to start. I'm like, yeah, 
it's just gonna be interesting to see because maybe he doesn't want to play this year at, at the price he he wants to play, or like I said, maybe he wants to just win a championship and he'll go to whatever team wants him to come in and play for them. So, you know, those are my thoughts on Cam Newton. I still think he's a great quarterback, and I think he has still those good years left in him. And I think the Carolina Panthers are really making mistakes down there in Carolina. I don't know what they're doing. They're in full rebuild right now, I believe. Uh, they might be tanking next year for, for the draft picks, but I don't see them being very good. And the fact that they released Cam Newton didn't get anything for him. Like, they just didn't get nothing for Cam Newton. So, it's shocking to me that they're doing it this way, but I'm not a general manager of a football team. I'm just someone here to talk about it. And uh, personally, I think Cam's a great quarterback. One of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, <clears throat> just, to, just to watch him play and, and make plays. So, I'm sure he's going to find a home quickly. Um, and I, I believe he's going to have many more productive years left in him as a quarterback in the NFL. All right, we are back, and we're going to be shifting our focus now over to the Dallas Cowboys as, you know, they've been making a lot of moves this offseason. They haven't gotten their biggest deal done yet with Dak Prescott only signing a franchise tag, and I don't even know if he's signed his franchise tag yet. However, um, the Dallas Cowboys have been making moves elsewhere, uh, signing Amari Cooper to a $100 million deal, uh, getting Gerald McCoy, who is a great pass rusher, uh, at the defensive tackle position. And now that, you know, they just got Don Terry Poe, who a few years back was one of the best nose tackles in the entire NFL. He's a huge, big body guy there for the defensive line there. Um, matching him with um, Demarcus Lawrence, Sean Lee, Leighton Van Der Esch, that front seven is one of the best front sevens in the entire league, and they're only improving, right? So, not to, not to mention uh, Jalen Smith, that that fast linebacker. Um, you know his story is really incredible, but just focusing on on the defensive side as a whole there. Getting someone like Don Terry Poe, to just beef up that line and you know fill the gaps as, as best as he can. You know just even if he doesn't get to the quarterback or tackle the, the running back for a loss, he's still there to block the hole and, and cover up the hole to to. Um, prevent the runner from getting any more yards, unnecessary yards at that. Um, you know, Don Terry Poe, he's not really seen as a pass rusher, but he's definitely a run-stuffing uh, defensive tackle for sure. And he's, he's a pretty good one, you know. Um, he played for the Carolina Panthers last year, where also Gerald McCoy played um, previously, I believe. So... Yeah, I, actually, I don't know if they played together because I know Jerry McCoy and Don Terry Poe played on the Panthers. Uh, I don't know if it was last year together, but yeah, they're both, pro, you know, they're both Pro Bowlers. Um, Jerry McCoy um, is a bit better than Don Terry Poe, I'd say, but they're going to complement each other very well at that um, A and B gap area, and, and just it's going to be tough to run on that team defensively. Uh, to run on the Dallas Cowboys with whoever running back you have, you're going to have to swing it out left or right um, and, and not focus on the middle because they're going to be clogging that up with Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, uh, Leighton Branderash, Jalen Smith, uh, Sean Lee. You know, he that guy's getting old, but he still makes plays. And it's just going to be interesting to see if the Dabble Cowboys can now try to replace Byron Jones, who was their 
probably their best player on the defensive side of the ball last year. He was making plays, and, he, you know, he shifted from safety to cornerback um, last year, and it really showed his growth as a player. And he had his best season, undoubtedly, and earned him a big paycheck with the Miami Dolphins. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if the Dallas Cowboys can somehow replace him. I still think that the best option for them, and I think the option that they're going to get, is Xavier Rhodes. I've said this before, free agency. I've said it multiple times. I believe that Xavier Rhodes is going to be on the Dallas Cowboys in the 2020 season. It's just a perfect fit for them. They could probably get him for a relatively cheaper price than what they were going to pay um, Byron Jones. And I'd say that Xavier Rhodes is arguably better than um, Byron Jones to begin with. I know Xavier Rhodes didn't have the greatest year last year. I don't think that's a big deal. Um, he's Xavier Rhodes is a one-time one All-Pro. Um, first-team All-Pro, a three-time Pro Bowler, and he's only 29 years old. He's experienced. He's athletic. He's still got a lot of time to play and uh, be a good football player and continue to contribute for whatever team he's on. And I think he'd be a perfect fit for that Dallas Cowboys team on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if they can just get Dak Prescott's deal done and um, – you got to think that they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFC next year just based off talent. And I, I really hope, like I said, like I previously mentioned, that Jerry Jones and, and Jason Garrett were just giving too many distractions for the players to focus on playing. And uh, it really it caused them a lot of problems not making the playoffs. There's a lot of distractions. But now with Mike McCarthy in there, it can limit the distractions. Let them go in there and play some quality football with that really good team. That entire roster is really good. Um, Mari Cooper's there now for a long time. Uh, so is Ezekiel Elliott. I know they just, uh, I kind of want to touch on this a little bit, but really sad to see Travis Frederick leave the game. Um, he retired after only seven seasons in the NFL. One of the best centers in the entire league. And uh, just sad to see him leave. I, th I believe it was health related some way or another. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, but Travis Frederick was um, diagnosed with a syndrome that uh, it's, a, it's a disorder in which the immune system attacks the body's nervous system in response to illness. So I'm not sure what that does. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a pediatrician or whatever this is, but you know, it can't be good for Fred Travis Frederick as I believe he sat out. Uh, not last year, but the year before that, because of this illness. I believe he got on the back on the back to the field last year, but obviously he f did not feel good enough to participate in, in football this year, and that ultimately was the reason why he decided to step away from the football field. Um, so, now the, so now not only did the Cowboys have to focus on trying to replace Byron Jones, but they also have to focus on trying to place their best one of their best linemen, if not their best linemen, in, in Travis Frederick. Um, but yeah, overall, I still feel like that team's going to compete. They're going to win. I, I really hope that they can win the division um, because they should. They really should win the division next year. And in that division, there's no one that can compete. There's no one that can compete with them at the level they are at right now. A lot of talent. All, all the pieces that they've had previously in, in establishing chemistries, um, they should really, should really gel together nicely and, and have a nice 
chemistry next season together um, to go out there and win that division because you know, there's other constant moving pieces in, in the Eagles system, constant moving pieces in the Giants system. The Redskins are going to be awful next year. Sorry if you're a Redskins fan, but it's just the truth. I don't know what they're doing down there in, in Washington, but uh, I strongly believe that the Cowboys are going to come out of that division on top. And they're going to be undoubtedly one of the better teams in the entire league if they can get their stuff together with Mike McCarthy and and ultimately limit the distractions and, and just play football like like they should have done last year. But it's it's another year to grow, to get better. And Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, all those guys, they're going to put up big numbers next year and they're going to have a great year in Dallas. Last part of this podcast we're going to talk about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continuing to improve, continuing to get better. You know, their defense was already pretty good last year, but they, they signed back one of the biggest pieces on that d- defense, I would say. Actually, now that I look about it, he only had two and a half sacks last year, but his presence has, has felt bigger than, you know, his sacks last year, I'm sure. He's a big man, he's a, he's a big guy, and he's a, he's a pretty good football player all around. And that is Ndamukong and Sue. Um, they signed Ndamukong Sue back to a one-year, $8 million deal. And the Tampa Buccaneers are just getting better. Um, well, not getting better, but you know they're continuing to improve and sign back pieces that they need. Ndamukong Sue's a big name. He's a big guy. He had 41 tackles for two-and-a-half sacks last year, which obviously was one of his worst seasons probably in the NFL. But, you know, he he's... Getting up there in age, around 30 years old, uh, but he's an all, all he's a three-time all defensive, um, all pro defensive tackle. You know that speaks for itself, um, and the fact that he's just continuing to um, get better. Um, last year definitely wasn't his best year, like I said, but um, previously he's with the Rams. Um, you know that they led that team. That team, that defensive line, just in general, was one of the best defensive lines in the league. And, and they led that team to the Super Bowl uh, with Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue, Michael Brockers. But uh, <clears throat> in his career, he's had 58 and a half sacks in um, over 10 years in his career, which is, which is pretty good, to be honest. That's almost an average of six sacks a season. If he can get somewhere in the six sacks range next season, uh, at 33 years old, that you got to consider that to be pretty good. I, once again, he's a bigger guy. He's a defensive tackle, so uh, he's there to fill the gaps. Um, he's there to block, stop the run, and, and just you know, Nanakin Sue's a piece of what the Buccaneers have been creating. But you know, just the overall look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offseason so far, they they've only done one thing, and that's get better at, as an entire team. It's crazy to say, but, you know, I keep saying that Tom Brady is on the Buccaneers now. Crazy to me. Crazy, crazy, crazy story there. There's a lot of, I, we've talked about it a lot already on the, on the channel of what we think about Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. But, you know, Tom Brady, there, the quarterback position. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard. That, that offense is going to be elite. Shaquille Barrett, um, Devin White. Levante, David, and Dom can sue. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, that defense was ranked fifth in the league last year. 
very underrated of what they did last year as a team defensively. And, you know, you got to think they had Jameis Winston last year who threw the ball away to the other team 30 times. You know, he threw 30 interceptions. And anytime your quarterback does that that many times, it's just a recipe for disaster. And with if they didn't if he didn't throw that ball away 30 times, not only could he have probably broke Peyton May's all-time yards record, but he probably also could have led that team to a playoff position with how good they are offensively and defensively. So um, the Buccaneers have just been continuing to get better. Um, they've been continuing to improve, and they're having a good culture set up there down there in, in Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians, you know, he's a great coach. He took on the Buccaneers' head coaching job as a challenge because that's what he wanted to do. He wanted a challenge. And that's where he went to the the Bucks for a challenge there to to do something that you know they haven't done in a while. That's make the playoffs. They haven't made the playoffs in over ten years. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers are are really out here doing quite a good job getting the pieces that they need to compete. I know they're in a tough division <clears throat> with the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons, both great great quarterbacks, and Matt Ryan and Drew Brees. And it's just going to be crazy to see Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan compete, you know, twice a year each. You know, Tom Brady's going to play Drew Brees twice. He's going to play Matt Ryan twice, vice versa. So it's going to be some interesting games there. I'm sure a lot of their games are going to be on primetime football, especially the Buccaneers. Um, You know, they're definitely going to be a playoff team next year, I think, barring any unexpected change. And they're set up really nicely next year to compete at a high level. You know, just going on to some people saying, you know, the Bucks are going to win more games than the Patriots. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I don't think that. Uh, you know, you look at the Patriots division compared to the Buccaneers division. Saints are probably one of the best teams in the league. The Falcons can win any, any given night. They're just inconsistent. The Panthers are awful. I don't even count them in. But the Bucks should, you know, they're they're right there in the mix of it. It'll be interesting to see how well Tom Brady clicks with his new team and his new offense and his new teammates. But uh, you know, I think I still think the Patriots are going to win more games. I think Jared Stidham is really underrated. People aren't, you know, people say, look at his stats. He threw an, he threw a pick six on his first game. Yeah, you know, it was a two yard little overthrow that the receipt that the running back didn't even turn around for. Uh, safety jumped the route and took it for six. That uh, was just one of his first passes in the, in the league in, in the regular season, but, you know, they're not talking about how well his preseason went. You know, his preseason was good enough to earn him a backup job behind Brady in only a few short months of being with the team. He was throwing the ball deep. He was throwing the ball consistently to, to everybody, and he was making plays for third-string players who didn't even make the team. Didn't even make the final cut to get to that day. You know, they, they got released throughout the year. Going up against, I think the best thing here is, you know, Jarrett Stidham was going up against the best defense in the league last year and the Patriots every single day in practice. Every single day he was throwing at Stephon Gilmore, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, you know, J.C. Jackson. The linebacker group they had there, you know, he was just practicing constant reps against the best defense in the league last year. And whenever you have that, not only are you just getting constant reps with a quality team, quality coach, quality minutes, but you're also getting... Uh, more confident, and, and you can compete. And, you know, they obviously saw something good enough in, in Jared Stidham to not have to pick up another quarterback. And, and not only that, not, you know, feel like Tom Brady, if he did leave, 
you know they were they were set up for for this year and, and years to come so you know Jared Siddham was a true freshman at um I don't know if it was I, I believe he had his career end in Auburn University but um I believe he was at Baylor as his first year as a true freshman freshman uh yeah he started three games as a true freshman in, in at Baylor you know they considered him one of the most accurate quarterbacks coming out of the draft and he at, at Baylor he was um, expected to be a first-round draft pick uh, in a draft class that had Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, and uh, um, Josh Rosen and, and Josh Allen, uh, excuse me, uh, also all of those guys, uh, first-round draft picks, and he was also, um, he was scheduled to be a first-round draft pick that year, so that just shows his talent, it shows who he is as a person, 22 years old, super young, um, yeah, he's just going to come in there. He's going to win games for them. And, and, you know, as a Patriots fan, I'm excited. And as, as a Buccaneers fan, you should be excited as well. But to think that the Buccaneers are going to win more games than the Patriots, uh, it, it's definitely going to be something to think about because the Patriots have such a hard, tough schedule next season. <clears throat> but the Buck have a tough division overall. And uh, it's going to be close. It, honestly, I don't know... Who, it doesn't really matter how many games you win in the regular season. It matters when you get to the playoffs and if you can get to the playoffs and if you can win those games. So I believe both teams are going to make the playoffs, but I believe the Patriots ultimately go farther than the Buccaneers in the playoffs. Yeah, I could see both teams going to the AFC Championship game. But at that point in time, anything can happen. Um, in that game, it, you know, it can go either way for both teams and... It's football. It's a one-game series, one-game season when you get into the playoffs. So anything can happen. We saw it this year. Tennessee Titans went through all, most of the best teams in the entire league and just, you know, pound the ball down their throat. But when it got time to play the Chiefs, they couldn't catch up with them, and they ultimately won. So anything can happen at any given time. And, you know, uh, going back just to the Bucks, they're set up for success. And... and you know, they're going to be a very good team moving forward. And uh, at least with Tom Brady, um, at least with Tom Brady, they're going to be winning games uh, more than they had with Jameis Winston. But the Patriots are, are also going to be winning games. And it's going to be kind of a battle of Jared Stidham versus Tom Brady, Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady, who can win more games. And I'm sure they're always going to keep that in the back of their mind to motivate each other. Um, to continue to just put it all in, put it all on the field, and win it, and just win as many games as possible. So, you know, this was a, one of the shorter episodes we've had. Um, not too much going on right now. I think we might do something special tomorrow. Uh, once again, maybe like a the goat of football, the goat of basketball, uh, greatest of all time players in, in those sports, and have our debate on on who we think is the best athlete um, all time, best best player all time in those sports but uh at, at this moment in time there wasn't too much going on but you know cam newton was a big big topic that i want to touch on he's going to have many more good years to a few more good years at least in him wherever he goes um and, and it's just really interesting to see teams stack up in in the nfl and, and get better this offseason and, and truly improve and it, it, you know i'm not even the draft yet and there's just this much excitement going around the nfl and everything going around it, it's just it's just going to lead up to a great, great atmosphere. 
leading up to the draft, and I'm really excited to see what happens. So there's going to be more news to come in the NFL. It'll be interesting to see where Cam Newton goes, like I said, and it's just interesting to see where a lot of teams go. You know, Andy Dalton, if he stays, leaves, uh, gets traded, whatever the, that case may be. And it's going to be a lot of moves happening still going on to uh, in a lot of teams. So uh, we'll keep you updated for sure with that. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for listening um, to mainly almost everything was NFL news here. So it was really an NFL-related podcast. But like I said, that's a lot of the news happening around the NFL right now in sports because that's basically the only thing that's happening right now in, in the sporting world. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, if, if you want to see more episodes, um, like we mentioned about, all-time teams and, and even who's the best player in, in our opinion um, for each sport just let us know and uh, just keep following keep checking back and there's gonna be more episodes daily so thank you guys for listening thank you for you guys for tuning in and, and take care